Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz, joined as always by the amazing. No, I don't even care. Cam Stewart, how you doing, Cam? Hey, amazing. That's uh, that's that's a stretch there, uh, George. What, what's going on, George? Are you uh, you you're you're, you're we're going to call you Mr. Weekend now? It seems like a lot of people uh, hit the DL on the weekend, but George Kurtz steps up. No drinking. He's ready to rock. He's always there. Re- reliable, George. I can set my watch to you, buddy. Good stuff. What's going What's going on in, uh, with uh, Stratford? Uh, problems? Uh, b- bad bugs in the air or something like that? Bad, uh, you know, flu bug <laughs> in the house? I don't know. I, I saw the tweets last night to Morency. I'm at the Raptor game tomorrow to Rosen night. I go, I just, uh, if they call me to work at 8 a.m., that's not happening this time. I, I, I just got the last bus home. So, uh, you know what? I, I made it, George. We're here. We're alive. And uh, sometimes I like your life credo a lot better than mine. You know, uh, a safer, no drinking or whatever makes, uh, it, it, first of all, it keeps money in your pocket and you feel better all the time. Yeah, uh, poor Dan. Dan, uh, for those who weren't listening to the last show, Dan uh, Dan sends out an email last night. I guess around midnight it was. And uh, that uh, apparently he's got the, uh, what what Cam said, the uh, the flu bug, stomach virus going around in his house. Montezuma's revenge there. Uh, (laughs) Montezuma's revenge. (laughs) And there was a chance uh, he wasn't going to be able to uh, get through the entire show. On uh, on this morning, the eight o'clock show, and I told him, "Listen, I got no problem coming on early, but I don't wake up on weekends at seven o'clock. So you're gonna have to yeah. call me and keep call, keep calling or texting. You know, <laughs> let my phone go until I. I'm a light sleeper. It shouldn't be a problem. And I did answer the text, and or the, I forget the other text in one shot. But uh, I had no problem waking up early. Just let me know if you're dying here, and I'll gladly come on for you. Uh, listen, we've all had it, man. Stomach virus, that that's rough. Yeah. You, know, you get food poisoning yeah, yeah. or the flu, whatever it is. Uh, no one wants to deal with that, so uh, it was no issues, Dan. Uh, Dan, Dan was a trooper. He made it through, through two segments before I uh, I could make the show. So uh, yeah, our best tag in, George he feels better. I right. hope so too. No, See, this was I a, got a bad. It, it was a line change. I was over the boards. Yeah, that's exactly. Kurtz is always ready to go. He's refing. He's doing line changes. He's doing it all. No, I got. I, I got a basically. I don't like even telling people. It almost sounds like a fake ailment, but it's called a, a spastic colon. Basically, it's just a lot of stomach stomach pain and problems and like hard like gas that really uh, beats you down. So uh, I can understand uh, that type of thing. I hope he gets better. It's it's not fun living with uh, with with b- bad guts there, George. It's it's a bad vibe. Oh yeah, we we've all had it. I mean, we've all had it. We you know yeah. you're, you're praying to the porcelain god. Yeah, either way, yes. no matter which end it's coming out, folks, you're just living in the bathroom here, <laughs> and uh, I, I, we all get it. We all get it. All right, so. Uh, 
you know, uh, our best to Dan and his Trafford family. Hopefully they feel better. And, uh, you know, it was it was not, not a big deal. Always happy to cover for Dan. Uh, and we're uh, some working with Mike Blewett. Uh, Mike and I did nice. the morning show with the Red Rock in the morning, I think, for four or five years. So we're, we're very comfortable working with each other. Was not a big deal. Now, we're going to have to cover some of the same topics because we don't have the same listeners of both shows yep. here. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I'd like to talk about happier things, Cam. I really would. You and I are more yep. upbeat, right? We, we, we try and get things sure. going here. Yep. So, uh, well, well, we had Spygate. Then we had Deflategate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What are we calling yeah. this now, Cam? Uh, tailgate? Ejaculate? <laughs> what, what, what do you got for me? That's good. Tailgate, yeah. Robert Kraft going out for, uh, looking for tail all the time there. I like ejaculate. Yeah, whatever. All I know is it's just one of those things that I don't want to, you don't want to judge a book by its cover, but every time I look at Robert Kraft, I always think of, about him like in a den, like with a bunch of hookers and stuff like that, you know, like just, you know, making it rain with his money and stuff like that. It's, it's, all, it's, it's almost crazy. I was telling, I, I just tweeted, I wish this thing broke four uh, weeks ago, just before the Super Bowl. Then another guy tweets me back, goes, why? Then the Patriots have even more motiva- motivation uh, with, with this story. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But you know what I mean? It's unbelievable stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it runs a little bit deep, but it, it just seems to me, it's amazing to me, George, how this one team, um, when I watch their games, especially versus teams like the Jets and the Bills, these guys have been in trouble for deflate gate. We've had talk about cheating. We've had, you know, these guys spying on other teams yet. They get all the calls in the game. Usually I'm not going to take anything away from the Super Bowl. They played their asses off and their defense was phenomenal that game. But time after time after time, year after year, nobody, nobody gets more help in this league than them. And they already have the star players. And now you have this uh, coming out with the owner there. It's unbelievable stuff. Like you don't hear about it with every Patriots, 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 bad, 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 bad. Yet, George, they continue to win. That's that's what I say. It makes me it makes me question life a little bit. You know what I mean? Why be a good person for them? <laughs> they just do bad stuff and they uh, succeed every day. That's what it feels like. Two, two things came to my mind when uh, in this. For those who don't know, a really quick thing is Kraft, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. And if you don't know, by the way, where have you been? I would have passed under a rock. I mean, my God. Yeah. Right. You're obviously not uh, you're not plugged into anything. But if you don't know, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, was caught in a uh, what do you want to call it? a sting uh, on video, a prostitution getting, uh, sting. Yeah. Right. A prostitution sting in some place down in Florida, getting well. I guess what it's a happy ending, most likely. It'll come out to be. Uh, so he was charged with misdemeanor uh, solicitation, whatever that comes out to be, and. Uh, I guess the uh, the ma- uh, the bad part was story. Uh, personally, Cam, I have no problem with prostitution. I, I really, I'm, no, I'm not no, saying I, 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 I don't. And that's what I like. I like that's what I like about you too, George. Like you're straight shooter and everything. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. If if it was something like I, I watch a lot of documentaries, and there's one, you know, they talked about the Bunny Ranch in Nevada, and you know what I mean. These girls were going out there. There's no diseases to, to the customers. They pay to get checked out. A lot of them also have uh, better proximity with their children, very close to them in areas, so they can actually be good parents and. Instead of, you know what I mean, being all out here, there, everywhere, you know, with the drugs and all the other things, meeting some uh, shady clientele, their security. There's a lot of positives about legalized prostitution. I know, uh, you know, not a lot of people are going to go, yeah, great, great. But, but when you really think about it, George, when you think about it and, and put it together in today's world with adults and stuff, it'd be a hell of a lot easier and safer for the ladies if it was. 
wouldn't have to meet these uh, creeps on the street at three o'clock in the morning who, you know, you never know what's going to happen and stuff. And I watch a lot of murder mysteries. That's how it usually goes down. Some uh, sickos trolling uh, late, late at night. And uh, she didn't, uh, she shouldn't have got in the car with that type of guy with these safe houses and things like that. If it was actually run properly regulated and tested, I think it would be a lot safer for everybody. I don't think there's any, any doubt about that. I understand there's some moral issues here, and I, I do get that. Yeah. But what I always come back, police, I've never, you know, I just tell people I, I, to be nice I, I, in their I, lives. That's my, my 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 attitude is very simple about anything. I believe in personal freedoms and liberties. Just don't hurt people. Don't do go out of your way to be a dick or to hurt people or to make them whatever you do to you. That's fine with me. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I really don't care. Like I said, I when it comes to prostitution, if there's two willing participants. What's the problem? Yeah. I mean, really, what's Excellent. the problem? Yeah. You know, Excellent. I, I know I made the joke on, on other shows, including with you, about the old George Carlin line that sex is legal, selling is legal. Why isn't selling sex legal? Yeah, and I agree with that. Listen, yeah. I've never been the one. I've, I've never paid for anything. I've only been in a strip bars maybe eight, nine times in my life, and half of those have been for uh, bachelor parties. Other people, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're I'm not big on spending. I'm not big on spending money to be teased. I'm really not. <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of silly. Good really point. nowadays, hey, it's on. It's on a computer. Not very hard to find. But uh, and I said, I'm not, of course, I'm a, a husband. Two, I have two daughters. Obviously, not uh, bringing them up to be anywhere near this, but. In my mind, if that's what your value is, and you want to, and it's two consenting adults, I'm fine with it. I agree with you 100. percent I think it should be legalized. I think it should be they should be tested. I think it should be taxed, like any other business, to make sure everyone's safe. And uh, this way, our police net can focus on other, more important crimes. You yeah, know, than giving like somebody heart, an heart, orgasm, like, like please. Like mur- yeah, like murders and like beatings right. and things like that. Assaults, you know, rapes, that's something. Absolutely. absolutely with you. But this is the thing about the NFL, too, and craft. Uh, but but it's one of those things there, George. It's like they, they talk about it, and this is what makes me laugh. It's like, well, you know what I mean? You're the owner of the team. We've got to put you on a pedestal. You have to be, what, basically a better human being than the rest? You, you really don't, but that's the way they look at it. It's like ownership is a privilege. You know what I mean? And they honestly, like, it's just kind of tainting their name. Uh, it doesn't look good on them when he, when he's involved, and that's that's probably going to be their angle for hey we have a long way to go too, and uh, Kraft's loaded. He's going to get some good lawyers, and we don't know what's going to happen after this. But I can tell you one thing: like the NFL brass are just sitting there going, "Really, guys? Four weeks after you win the three and a half weeks after you win the Super Bowl, this is going down, George? Come on, <laughs> it's not a good look." Well, the bad the the really bad look about this story, yeah. What uh, what's really concerning is that it looks like these were sex traffickers. Right, so these yeah, girls that, weren't, no, that, and that's uh, a that's really a problem. Exactly, that's great a, point. Not not that I think Kraft knew of this. I doubt he did, or any. I, 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 I agree, agree with that did, too. Did yeah, not. you don't know if somebody's being trafficked. That that's another thing too. I, I would agree with that. I'd agree. But with that's that. going to be the bad part here. All right, uh, that, that's going to be the issue there, as far as what these you know these women who were taken. I think from China, if I remember correctly, and that that's terrible. You know that that can't happen. That's not a willing participant. Yeah, that's not, you know, so that that's the issue here. I think that's the problem they're going to have here. I know Mike and I talked this morning. I mean, what what the punishment's going to be. Uh, I mean, listen, Kraft will defend. There's only really one defense for this. And good luck with this defense, by the way. And that's uh, that it was, uh, you know, they they both were willing. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. You know, that they were. If you have 20 other people who, you know, good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you. That, you know, there's some beautiful, uh, you know, Asian 20-year-old wants wanted to have sex with you uh, for no money. Good luck. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. Like I said, I want to be on that jury. Uh, I don't see that be anybody buying that at all. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, so, 
I've always dreamed of this big, white, portly, rich man. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, that's that's what you want to have sex with. Yeah, wrinkly, wrinkly old married man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good, like I said, uh, uh, I, I, I think I would just start laughing in the jury. In the jury, yeah. but I just laugh. Oh, yeah. like, you, really? You want you want me to buy this? You know? Uh, no. Uh, but how does the NFL punish him? You know, Mike brought up that uh, Ursay when he had his drug issues with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. He got six games and a half million. My guess is you start there and work your way up. Yeah, that that's I I, th- I agree with you, George. I think that's going to be like very low end. It'll be more definitely more money, more games. And then, but but then again, like really, is what, what's that going to solve? So the league's just going to, you know, to ge- generate more money from his from his uh, problems, his fines, everything else going to them, and he still owns the New England Patriots at the end of the day. It's not like he's giving the team away to anybody else. How is this going to like, you know, how is this going to change? How is it going to get better? It's like one of those things. It's just like, you know what I mean? The the league just looks at it. Oh, okay. Well, what is it? A cash grab? Do we really care that Robert Kraft, the owner of the team, is going to miss time? Like, it's not like he's a player out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you look at it from optics, it's like, wow, yeah, you own the Patriots. Okay. He's he's not Tom Brady. He's not James White. He's not, a, he, you know what I mean? He sits in the box drinking Grey Goose with his buddies going, wow, man, this team is unbelievable. They just keep on winning, man. Like, like really, what's the, what's the league going to get other than other than fine money from, from the situation, George? You know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not like a player or anything else. It's very, it's a very, very different scenario. And, you know, the guy still owns the team. They're not going to take the team away from him. No, no, they, they won't take a team away from him. I mean, listen, even if he's convicted, it's a misdemeanor. He'll pay yeah. a fine. Yeah, and my guess exactly. is there'll be a plea, right? I, if you Actually, if he was a normal person, it would be a plea. He may have to fight it out because he's Robert Kraft, and he's got the money to do it, let's face it. So maybe he does fight it out. But uh, they won't take the team away from him. Like I said, when I said it starts at 500 grand and six games and work your way up, I mean, I think the max would be 10 games, maybe a season at max, maybe. Yeah, a season at max. I don't, I don't even that. Right, That's I don't think draft picks right? will be a part of this. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I think the season is, is stretching. It, it is. Unless it comes out, like, if, they, if different things come out where he did know they were sex traffickers, well, then then, then this is all off, all off the board here. You know, then, then we're, we're going to talk about something completely different here. But assuming just, that just, doesn't Just come a out, question to you, know. George. You're very smart. How, how does this impact the Patriots in any way? It doesn't. It's not going to change anything, right? From draft strategy to anything else, to people watching the team. Like, it, it's nothing. No, you know he's, I mean? he's not a part this guy, of this. Yeah, that's that's my point. It's he, like, he's okay. not in the you know he's not drafting players, so no, I, I don't think it affects them anyway. I'm not sure there's some players that'll feel bad. I'm sure they they like uh, Robert. I'm sure he's a good guy to them, so they'll feel bad for him. But yeah. on the field, now nah, I don't think it bothers anybody all that much. Uh, maybe because there'll be questions. You know, when you finally show up to the mini camps, the training camps, you know, I'm sure the media will be there because this is going to play out a while, right? Before the trial gets or whatever goes on happens. If I'm Kraft, I mean. I mean, I don't want to say what I would do if I were another person, but I think I'd like to get this over with as soon as possible, let it get through the news cycle before the football season truly starts or before the draft and just get it out of the way. Maybe you do plea down to whatever they offer here, pay your fine, you know, do your community service, whatever they ask you to do, and you move on from there and yep. you, bite, you don't, bite the bullet. Don't, donate some money. <laughs> He's got a lot of that. Exactly, that's exactly what donate I was to this. Donate to – no, yeah, this, this is what it sounds like. Donate to, like, a woman's shelter or, you know, a, a woman's charity would be probably where we're going to go after this one, George. I'd have to believe it's top of the list. Uh, if you're throwing $5 million to a woman's charity, like I said, uh, you know, I think that would be great. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, Gabe. 
Everything always comes back to Gabe, man. He tweets out yesterday. Oh, I think this yeah. was after, uh, after Adam Schefter said there's a bigger name involved here, which there might be, but I don't think it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a sports name. But it, Gabe said the only bigger name in football would be Goodell and or Jerry Jones. And as soon as I heard that, yeah. the, the images that went through my head, I'm like, please. Please, I'm thinking of a foursome between Goodell, Jones, Kraft, and this poor girl. I'm like, please, I don't, I don't, I don't You're need right. these images, Gabe. You're right. I could just see the images of like Jerry Jones and Kraft, no. you know, naked with a towel on there, and like a tur- like a Turkish no. style, just waiting there, sitting there. Oh, <laughs> hi, guy. Hey, Thirty fellas. second clock is the play clock done? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. And then, and God forbid, this Kraft video ever leaks, my my mental health will, will be gone. Please do not leak this video. Please, for the love of God, don't leak this video. Yeah, I go. I hope Gabe's okay. I, I I left him there last night. Like when I left the Raptor game, we went out for some drinks afterwards. I had to catch the last uh, like bus back to me. I'm kind of like uh, George. I live in the burbs, right? So I don't live right downtown. So when I uh, saw him last, he was hanging out with Hanser, and they were uh, having a good time. So hope everything's okay. God, uh, I did my I part. Just, I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters in life, right? Yeah, My job's I, done. I, I, wor- I worried. I, wor- I took control for a while, but eventually I got to do the show in the morning with you, buddy. <laughs> all right, well, our job is not done. Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam and George, we're back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Weekend Fantasy Update. We're back. George and Cam. We'll be here till 2 o'clock Eastern time. Covering everything. Uh, we're going to cover some baseball, some football, the NHL trade deadline here. Cam and I will go over the, uh, you know, your, your spreads here, your gambling things, your gambling needs. We all have our gambling needs. Uh, we do. Yeah, we we do. Have, uh, we, all, we all need to make our cash for the we weekend. All have-, have a good weekend. We all we all have needs, George. We all have needs. Yeah, I was just basically I was going to go through like a couple of these uh, NCAA games are going early. I know we got a big uh, slate of NHL action that will to- totally hopefully dominate. The Detroit Red Wings really pissed me off last night. Uh, they co- cost a big parlay. It seems to be the story every night. Even when you take uh, good good picks, you know there's that one game that kind of yeah, puts you behind the eight ball there. But uh, hopefully today early early college action. I took uh, a piece of Boston College at plus eleven and a half. I think that's uh, too many points in that game also a game between marquette and providence that goes off at 12 uh, i laid three with marquette george we'll go we'll go over all the stuff it should uh, it's been nice though you know the, fir- the first week we did this because of the super bowl there wasn't games but now we got hockey games all day it's very very uh, busy college basketball times as we ramp up before march madness and uh yeah even the nba has an early game today so hopefully george will pick some winners for everybody uh you know it's, it's been pretty good though we've, we've done okay on the weekend we've had some pretty good cards but it's usually that night card that screws us well we do the show we do good and then uh, all the things that we uh, our future bets seem to kind of take a bath around uh, 10 30 eastern time yeah uh, the night the night slate has not been good to me the past couple of weekends i've done fine during the week you know especially dfs uh dfs is actually coming big this week mainly because listen 
Patrick Kane, Nikita Kucherov, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Man, when they're playing, you've got to start these guys. I know you can't start all three if they're all playing that night, but they're all on massive point scoring streaks, and they're scoring goals by the bucket load. So uh, it's been – I don't want to say it's been easy, but it's been easier just to bank on these guys and start my lineup uh, out from there. But I think everyone's going to start to catch up now and start the same guys here, which means I'm going to need uh, – Guys, other than the chalk ones, to win these, uh, to win these contests again, or, or I should say, to cash in these contests. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But listen, we'll stick with the NHL. Matt Duchesne, all right. The first yeah. domino has oh. fa- the first major domino has fallen. He's traded from the uh, the Ottawa Senators to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now I stated, Cam, I think I believe I stated it with you last week, that pretty much, you did? pretty much. Uh, they had three choices, right? One, you stand pat. Yeah, you go with Panarin, uh, and that's it. You go with it, and you live. Uh, okay, so, and you don't do anything else. Two is, well, you trade Panarin, right? Because he's gone. You know he's gone at the end of the year, so you trade him, and, you know, you get what you can for and you rebuild for the next couple of years. Uh, there was also an option where you go for it. <laughs> and that is you, you acquire more, and you just go for broke this year. Right, and that's what they're doing. They acquired Duchesne. At least that's what I believe they're doing. I should say. There's always another option where they now trade Panarin, and as long as they get more for Panarin than they gave up for Duchesne, they come out winners here. You know, and they can they can build on that. But I think they're going for it, Cam. You know, I don't. I agree with you. Uh, Major deal here, but I think they're going for it. I'm actually shocked. Like when I saw when I saw the the deal was to the Blue Jackets, and we talked about this before. We're like, what? Like, you know, we know what's happening with Panarin. Like, yeah, he's probably going to be gone. But you look at the situation. You went and got Matt Duchesne for prospects. You're going for it. And I have to believe Ports is thinking about what we talked about and what you brought up last week, George. We hit two damn posts in a game that we would have knocked out uh, the Washington Capitals, who eventually won the Stanley Cup. So Columbus is actually, you know, they're a good team. I don't think, uh, you know, in the East, I still think Tampa Bay, obviously, but they can compete. And that's the thing. We've seen Bobrovsky get hot before, too, between the pipes. And they got some really good players on that team. You know, Cam Atkinson is a very good hockey player. Like, they have they have a little bit of depth, too. I'm not sure if it's going to be enough, but, yeah, you might as well. Like, you, you acquired Duchesne. You're going to go for it. But I think for them, if some team like really 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 gets desperate and puts like extra prospects together or a package that uh, they're salivating over for Panarin I think they will go okay well we have to think a little bit about the future so if these guys are going to overextend themselves and pay we're in that's what I, that's kind of what I'm thinking with 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 Columbus and their attitude it was actually shocking that Duchesne went there and I know a lot of other teams are going to be busy George just uh, dead, deadlines creeping up and uh, I got to be honest with you, year, years past, I know Marenzi brought up the joke when we were on Red Heat and Rage. It's it's a joke. Like We sit there every NHL trade deadline. It's a couple guys in the American Hockey League. Like You know, they got 17 experts on a panel when nothing gets done. This year, it's a little bit different. There might not be as many deals, but the deals are going to be more significant. A lot of teams with the point structure are still involved. I think that, you know what I mean? They believe Boston believes they can get it done. I know Tampa Bay's elite, but Boston still think, thinks they can get it done. And a, a lot of those teams do. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, it, it just kind of shocked me, uh, George. I got to be honest with you. I didn't think uh, Columbus was going to be the team, but uh, yeah, it, <laughs> they, they are. And uh, maybe they believe they got, if they, they, with the Panarin situation, you talk about it. If he walks, they got to do something there. Like you got to, you got to get something for this guy. You can't just let him walk like the Islanders did with Tavares, despite Barry Trotz and that team being amazing. Imagine getting something for him and having more uh, bullets in your gun. For a team that's overachieved this year, it would have been a hell of a lot nicer. 
I think my only problem with the deal is this. I have no problem with Columbus going for it. No problem at all. All right, uh, because you know, I, I know I've said it a million times. They were down 2-0 to uh, – they were up 2-0 to Washington last year. In game three, with the double overtime, they hit a post. Two inches to the right, they're up 3-0, and Washington's probably not winning the cup, and Lord knows how far Columbus goes. So by adding Duchesne, theoretically, you're a better team now. You know, and you can make an argument right now, Cam, and I don't think I'd argue with you uh, that they have a second-best team in the East after Tampa Bay. And you worry about Tampa Bay in the conference finals. You know, and, yes. and that's, you, know, you see what happens there. And I, 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 I discussed this, I think, on a different show yesterday, where for them to win this trade, uh, to be a winner here, they need to get to the conference finals. Anything else is gravy. You'd love to get to the cup. Obviously, you want to win the cup. But uh, if you just get to the conference finals, I think this trade's a win for you. You went for it. Good for you. Yeah, you're gonna, assuming you don't sign Duchesne, you're going to pay for it. You're not going to have Duchesne. You're not going to have Panarin. You're not going to have Bobrovsky. Good luck. Good luck replacing those guys. But we'll see what happens there. My only problem with this deal, uh, they got two prospects, but the prospects weren't top prospects. You know, they didn't get the top prospects. Uh, you know, for Ottawa didn't get, didn't get Columbus's top prospects, which I found strange. They get a number one pick, but you and I, are, we just said it. We believe Columbus is a pretty good team, that they'll, they may be the second best team. That, that could be a 27, 28th overall pick. That's not great. Now, they do get another number one pick if... Columbus can't uh, – if Columbus does resign Duchesne. All right, so, all right, theoretically, that could be another yep. t- uh, you know, top 20, top 25 pick. So, but that's only if Columbus resigns Duchesne, which most people figure not going to happen. So, uh, to me, this is a deal where it's a nice deal, but I don't know, understand the reason to make it 72 hours before the deadline. This, to me, is a deal where, okay, you know, it, uh, it's, it's 3 p.m. Monday. That's when the deadline is. This is the best we got. We take the deal. We move them. And I have no problem with that then. That's the best you could do or, here. Or, George, it, seems... feels, it feels like an off-season kind of deal. You know what I mean? Or something. It just doesn't – you're right. Like, it doesn't really feel – like, this happened before the trade deadline. It was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I was at the Raptor game yesterday. This guy from Ottawa came up to me. He's like, oh, what happened with Duchesne? And I'm like, yeah, well, he's traded to Columbus. They're like, huh? Like, it was just it was just very, very interesting. And I didn't expect them to be the, the team involved. I'll tell you another thing in the East. Like, just watching Washington play lately, this uh, Stanley Cup hangover looks like uh, they're getting more and more medicine. They're, they're drinking vitamin C. They're looking better. I watched that Leaf game um, versus them uh, this week. Uh, they looked absolutely fantastic. Holtby made some big saves in that game. The Leafs were on fire trying to come back. What happens? Washington scores a shorthanded goal because what we talked about, Tom Wilson being tougher than the Leafs players, the Leafs with all their flash and dash. He's bowling over guys, scoring a shorty. Washington's a team you can't sleep on right now, George. Like, you you know, like, and they have the recipe for success. I know Trotz isn't there, but they've been there and done that. And uh, Ovechkin waited a long time. This is a team, like, when I look at them, like, with guys like Tom Wilson, I don't want to deal with these guys in the playoffs. Like, they know what's going on. It's scary. Like, they're starting to get their act together. And that's bad news for the rest they of the are. conference. And they've added speed with these couple of deals, a couple of minor deals. Fantasy-wise, it's not well, worth mentioning. But they've, added, they've done a couple of minor deals this year, this week to add speed. Washington Capitals like to stretch the ice. They like to go for those home run passes. And this is what this speed will do for them. So uh, I like what they've done as well. And I agree with you about Columbus. I did not see Columbus being the team to add to shape. That was, that was a surprise. But I, 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 I like the fact that they're going for it. I think it's great for the fans here. Uh, ho- hopefully it pays off for them. I just If I was Ottawa, I would have held on for a little bit. But I also think that maybe the reason why they made this deal well, as quickly as they did, or maybe quickly than they probably should have, is because this is not the last deal they're going to make. 
You know, they got a player from what we're hearing. They want now they want pretty much your your first and second born child for Mark Stone. You know, they they want a uh, really a king's ransom for Stone, and maybe they felt like you know what we can't work on both two mega deals at the same time. We got to get done with Deshane now this weekend and before three o'clock Monday. We're going to work on Stone, and I wonder if that's what, what really played a part in here. And it, I mean, Ottawa could rebuild themselves quickly here. You know, because if they got they got a, a one possibly two number ones and two prospects uh, for Deshane. What are they asking for? I've heard they're asking for two number ones, straight one number ones, not conditional, straight number ones for Stone plus prospects. So uh, I guess my question to you is, will they get what they want for Stone? And you mentioned, both of us agree, we didn't know, we didn't, we were surprised the shame ended up in Columbus. Where do you think Stone ends up? I think, uh, first of all, if you're Ottawa, this is my take on Stone. You're going to have a bunch of young guys there, even though they're at the bottom. I, I believe they've overachieved this year. When uh, all these projections came out, uh, George, they were supposed to be like dead last compared to like any other team in the league, bottom feeder, like not even competing. They're still doing well at home. Stone is a guy you can build your franchise around. He's tough. He's solid. He does everything well. Just a consistent player that you want to have on the team. The Zingle's a little bit more flashy. I love Stone. And now you're going to have these young guys. You're still going to have to be, need guys like this on the team to compete. Washington, uh, Ottawa's going to find a way to pony up the money for this guy. He just might say, screw it, you know, and, and go somewhere else. But you know what I mean? Like, what are these guys going to do? I understand rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. Are you going to rebuild for the rest of your life? That's that's the thing. Like, you still need a couple stationary, go-to, solid guys on your team. And he is one of them. I love his game. I love everything about it. But, uh, yeah, teams that I think uh, Stone could go to, first of all, you know what team needs him? I, I think Winnipeg. Just watching the Jets play recently, they've had a lot of injuries on that team. They, they do have bangers, uh, like guys like Wheeler, but when I watched them in that playoff against Vegas, they looked tired, they looked run down. In uh, that, that Nashville series really, really hurt them, and they had problems getting uh, past the next step. I think that's a team that definitely would need him. And uh, Boston for everything. Boston is very, very scary now with an addition of uh, Stone. Then they could say, hey, okay, Tampa Bay, let's rock. Like, like we're, we're ready to go now. Those are the destinations I like. I, I believe Stone is from Peg. I believe I, uh, he is from the, that area. So well, that could be interesting for him to go back there. And uh, maybe it does happen. By the way, another trade uh, just happened. A uh, minor trade, by the way. Uh, Dallas, uh, Ben Lovejoy, Devils, Connor uh, Carrick and Devils also yeah. get a third round pick. I like that. So, I like uh, not- that move. Actually, it's very. It, it is a minor deal, but to me, it's kind of like George. And you know, man, you're a hot hockey guru. Like Ben Lovejoy is a nice addition. When I look at the Dallas Stars, they have major, major problems there. I think that a lot of their uh, defensive are too offensive. They're trying to play a more defensive system. And shocking from a betting perspective, they've had a lot more unders this year than I thought because you know it's been weird. But and when they play poorly, they get blown out like we've seen with the bull goaltender getting pulled. I like. Ben, ben Lovejoy. I think that's actually a great move for them. And as for Connor Carrick, I, as a Leaf fan, I know the guy's the guy's nothing. Like you know what I mean. Connor Carrick had a great start to the first week of the season. I don't think he's a very good player, to be honest with you. So I think Ben Lovejoy getting rid of Carrick and a third round pick for Lovejoy is a great move for Dallas, a team that's starting to play a little bit better. I, I bet on them against the Blues, and I think I'm going to pull the trigger again on them today as a pick them against Carolina. I like where I like where they're going actually with that move. Yeah, Devils also get a third-round pick in that deal. Uh, that's the Columbus deal. Like I said, just to go to people know all the names here, Matt Duchesne and uh, prospect defenseman Julius Bergman go to Columbus. Uh, the Ottawa Senators get forward Vitaly Abramov, forward Jonathan Davidson, both prospects, 2019 first-round pick, and a conditional 2020 first-round pick, depending on if 
uh, Columbus re-signs Matt Duchesne. I believe that 2020 first-round pick is also uh, protected against it being a top-three pick. So uh, then we go down to 2021, I believe I've heard that. Uh, then again, I don't expect Columbus to be a, uh, a top-three pick. You know who the, the other big winner is out of this uh, Duchesne deal? And then when the Stone deal happens, and if they trade the Zingle as well, the other big uh, winner is the Colorado Avalanche. Because the yes. Ottawa Senators are almost certainly going to finish last. And Colorado has their first overall pick uh, next in next year's draft. And we all know it's Jack Hughes. You know, that uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's not Connor McDavid, but he's going to be a good, good player. Uh, maybe a transcendent player who could turn around a team really quickly. And uh, obviously I there's think- a lottery in the NHL, so there's no guarantee Colorado gets them. Yep. But if they do, my God, do they get that second line help they need in a big, big hurry. Yeah, excellent point. And 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 this team, George, uh, you know, they went through a real bad funk, and then they got that win against Winnipeg. And recently, I've been watching Colorado. They look a lot a lot better. They've been a good bet the last few games. They're starting to be better, and that's the thing. Like McKinnon, he can't carry this team on his back. You know, Rantanen and these other guys, they got to step up. Like you can't rely on JT Comfer and you know some of these guys they have on their team, like these uh, you know fourth line guys to, to do do damage. He can't do everything by himself. But uh, it's it's starting the, the the team's starting to play better. I've actually liked uh, the defense is looking a lot more confident. And uh, Colorado's an interesting team, man. We went to the, the playoffs last year and they have a lot of good players. I just don't know what to make of them. But you said it, man. You add Hughes to that to that team, they go from instantly like to me like a team you have to deal with like. A contender and actually be be interested in putting futures on them they're they're not as crazy it is they're not that far away and that's the thing about this league the point system and everything else like it's very very tough i look at tampa bay as an elite team i think we can have like san jose and winnipeg and calgary kind of like there, boston but you know what i mean george it's it, the, between the lesser lights and the top it's one sport where you know a lot of underdogs come in we've seen it this year on a nightly basis it's it's uh it's there's a lot of parody in the league you know what I mean? Like today, I think Buffalo can beat Washington today. I'm actually going to bet on the Sabres at plus 115 early game. I know they've been horrible at home, but it's just kind of a spot. Washington beating Toronto. Like, that's the thing about this league. It's not like any other. It's very, very, very hard to predict. And teams that you think are bad are not really that bad. Like, there's very few teams. Like, hey, Georgia, who would you say? Like, Ottawa, yes. But when I look at this league, like the Flyers were on a heater. Every single team has been at one point, done some damage, and, and won games, and you're thinking, I didn't really think they were a good team, but, you know, maybe they're not that bad. You agree with that? Like, it's just a very, very different league from a betting perspective in comparison to other stuff. Oh, absolutely. I think from a betting perspective, you uh, you certainly see that, right? I mean, we're uh, when it's not, not like you and I are going 4-0 every night where it's pretty easy. Uh, usually we're squeaking things out here. Uh, yes, there are certain teams you, you bet against. Uh, the other night, I think it was Thursday, I bet heavy on Ottawa. I, the most I've ever bet in a game, uh, Cam, because I knew beforehand they were probably going to bench Duchesne, Dezingle, and, uh, and yeah. Stone. They had, that, that, that's, that's, you're, betting, you're benching here. You're playing a minor league team now. And uh, they weren't playing a good team, but I, uh, I bet a lot. The Devils, them, they right? Went yeah. It was an easy one. It was the Devils. Right? Schneider yeah. had a shot out. Yeah. So uh, it was like – and I was no, nervous because it was the Devils. And we were sort of doing the same thing as well. He's starting to play well, better. But, uh, felt He's good. starting like, – He is. I, 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 and the thing is, like, that's the thing about Corey Schneider. I thought he was done, but maybe now with the injury then and coming back, like, I've taken a look at the recent results. It's like, wow, I'm not going to say he's old Corey Schneider, but this is a, something we have to consider about. I'm uh, not automatically fading the Devils. The guy's been a hell of a lot better, George. We get a nice price on these guys. 
Yeah, listen, that's always important. Price. But uh, this time of year, look at the teams, man. See who's playing for something. See who's not playing for something. All right. Weekend fantasy update. We're just getting started here. Cam and I have two plus hours up. We got Sean Angle behind the glass playing our music. Weekend fantasy update. Cam and George. We will be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Is there anyone on the planet who didn't think that was wrapped up like a douche back in the day? Yeah, that's what I, I used to think that way for many years, George. Same here. They, they had to explain it, right? They had to, they actually came out and yeah. said it's wrapped up like a deuce. A deuce yeah. is, a, I think, a deuce, deuce. type, type deuce. of car back then. Yeah. You know, I so I, I don't know if I buy that, mind you, because that doesn't not, sound I'm like not. deuce to me. <laughs> I'm not buying it either. But, uh, hey, fine, <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it. It's a good song, Manfred Manza. Uh, it's a good tune. I, I enjoy the tune as well. So uh, good pick by Sean there. Uh, good pick. Yeah. And Sean usually does uh, does good picks. Sometimes he, yeah, he, he has music where I'm like, Sean, I'm listening. I'm like, what the a, hell yeah, is this? He's a classic rock DJ uh, for, for us on the weekend. He's just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's nice. I, I, I like Engel's style. So do I. I appreciate it. Uh, Some of the the music I've been forced to listen to through the years. But uh, all right. So uh, back to hockey. Connor McDavid gets a two-game suspension. Uh, Listen, I'm an Islander fan, so I was watching the game the other night. Saw the hit. Uh, It was a direct hit to the head from his shoulder. I wouldn't call it a dirty hit, but it was certainly a direct hit to the shoulder, the hit that the NHL is trying to get rid of. Letty was taken out of the game for had to go for uh, the spotters said he had to go for a uh, concussion test. He ended up passing, so no injury there. But I my first I'm, what I'm thinking all day yesterday is all right. He's a superstar. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe what top three player in the game. Maybe number one. Maybe Crosby's number one. Whatever. He's top three. So uh, I was curious, Cam. Would they suspend somebody for that? You know, somebody who doesn't really have a history. Or I shouldn't say doesn't really. Doesn't have a history. A suspension history. Uh, I said I wouldn't call it a dirty play, but certainly one where a lesser player you'd have oh, no yeah. doubt would be suspended. So the thing that's crazy to me is uh, a little bit, and, and I think he should be suspended. I watched the game. He he went high on Letty. It's very simple, and, and you see him. He's gliding in there. He could have made the decision not to do that. He did it, and he should pay the price for it. I think it's too 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 is fair. What I don't understand is how Radko Gudis can basically take his stick like an axe and, like, you know what I mean, didn't, like, do, do, do it full speed, but hit a guy over the top of the head and get two games for that. That's got to be, like, five games. Like, your stick's a weapon. You can't, you can't, be, do, you can't be doing these things. You can't be, like, putting a, a stick down on the top of a guy's head. Like, it was a, not, not a huge pace, George, but still, that's crazy. I think they, they actually got it right there. But David knew what he was doing. It's, it's fair. It's, it, it was a high hit. 
two twos enough. And I actually like the fact that they suspend guys. That's the issue that I have. No, I got a lot of issues with the NHL over the years. Sidney Crosby. I've watched that guy live. I've seen things. And don't let the nice guy act fool you, man. He's a, he's dirty with a stick. Like he does some real bad things. Malkin, in my opinion, you know how I feel about Malkin. I think he's one of the dirtiest players in the history of the league. I hate like I do, I do not like him. Sidney Crosby. It's a little bit different, but he's dirty. He gets away with stuff, George. So it's nice to see that the you know the NHL is coming down on their stars because you know that he did, he did it. He he went high on Letty's head. You should be suspended. I don't care if you're a star or a goon or whatever. Do your time. It's a good good, good call. I agree with you on all points. All points. Uh, it was, everyone's got to be treated the same. I might have only given him one game, I'll admit, because he has no history of it. And uh, I don't think it was like a, I don't yeah. think it was a dirty hit, just uh, the one that could have been avoided. That's not where I put that. Uh, as for Gudis, uh yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, he, he didn't do a Hassan chop. No, no he knew what he was it's doing. Un, it's it's unresponsible. The guy still took the guy's head and he plonked it right down, like you know what I mean, on, on the guy's cranium. Like, uh, it, it's not cool. And, and he, I know he's done these things in the past or whatever. Like, it's kind of funny though for like uh, the hockey, like the police. A lot of the time, like I think guys should get more. It seems to be always less. And I, I'm glad that they're actually going in this direction. And I'll tell you, George, you watch a lot of hockey too. Look at Sidney Crosby and the things he does with the with his stick and his legs. Say uh, he gets away with murder, that guy, and that pisses me off. Yeah, Sydney's definitely got, has some issues uh, with what he does. I'm not a big Crosby fan, mainly because every time we yeah. see him in a fight, he generally uh, always uh, using the correct uh, political. No, <laughs> but he usually uh, he. I'm trying, I'm trying to find a politically correct term here, and uh, right now I can none come to mind. But he usually sucker punches the guy first. Yes, there we go. Yes, yes. Sucker punches That's the guy first, call. so he he gets ahead, and then we you know he never fights fair. Yeah, that that's really where I'm going with that. So and that that bothers me. Once again, f- fighting, I have no problem. You two guys drop the gloves. You know they dance around. They're, they're once again willing participants. Hey, I'll watch. But when someone's doing stuff like that, that that bothers me a lot. Cause that that's just you know it's not cool. It's not being a man. Yeah, you know, it's just not. So uh, just uh, update to their uh, George. Don't even interrupt. But just for games, guys, and DFS, and George and I will go through some plays that we like. Uh, talk about our bets on the board. But uh, for the Rangers game. It uh, looks like a lot of Rangers are sitting out today before before the deadline, and we're going to be, uh, you know, seeing a lot more of this stuff. But uh, Hayes, McQuaid, and Zuccarello all out for the Rangers this afternoon. So Kevin Hayes, Matt Zuccarello, Adam McQuaid. Uh, these guys, it looks like right now, a lot of people think they played their last games as Rangers, all three not playing today. And I can't imagine they're going to be playing tomorrow, uh, even if they're still on the roster. So this is interesting uh, from the Rangers' perspective. Looks like uh, some things are happening there. Yeah, no shock. We've seen this all week. Teams are protecting their players yep. that they want to trade. McQuaid left last game with an injury, so he, he may not be sitting out voluntarily. Although, once again, he's the number three on the, uh, the deal list there. I think they want, to, they want to trade Zuccarello. They want to trade Hayes. They want to trade McQuaid. But McQuaid may be the one guy who would have sat out anyway because the Rangers, uh, maybe they should have done this on Wednesday and protected McQuaid. So, listen, not a shock that these guys are sitting out. And as you said, I would be floored if they played tomorrow. You know, what's the point? The Rangers aren't playing for anything, and the deadline's not until Monday at 3. So I, th- I don't think either one will play. I think you'll see this throughout the NHL. I don't think you'll see Mark Stone this weekend. Yeah, you know, I don't think you'll see Dezingle this yeah. weekend. Maybe CC as well with Ottawa. And we can go on and on. Wayne Simmons maybe doesn't play for Philadelphia. Now that Philadelphia's lost a couple of games, you know, that, that nice little run they had from, uh, from Carter Hart eh, seems to be over. Yeah. I almost said Corey Hart. He's right? out, yeah. Little sunglasses yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, don't mess around with the guy in shades of noir. Mixing French and English in songs. That's a good tune. 
Uh, inducted into the Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just recently. Corey Hart, George Kurtz, Corey Hart fan. Yeah, it's a good tune. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, some, you know, uh, Never Surrender is a good tune by Corey Hart. I like that tune oh, yeah, as well. Never Surrender. Uh, wow, you're really. You, <laughs> George, you're a man, you have you're the right, a man, man of mystery. You're a man of mystery, and your uh, dis- discography is vast and various. That's interesting. Corey Hart uh, knowledge by George Kurtz, people. This guy, this guy knows his stuff. There, he there we go. George is in his dungeon watching sports. Three TVs. The girls are gone. Yeah. By the way, anybody's wondering, by the way, I'm uh, still watching Dallas Cowboy football games. Yeah. All right, this right now it's Miami at Dallas. watching old Cowboy reruns. Glory days. I think... I think this is a uh, this is Miami at Dallas right now. This might be a Thanksgiving game. On I don't know. I'm on the sound on. This is not this is not the Leon Lett game for those who are wondering. I don't have Dallas Cowboy losses. All right, yeah, uh, just so, wins. but it might be just that. Wins. And and on one of the other TVs, uh, there's a uh, spring training baseball game. We have spring training baseball. It actually started yesterday, but the Yankees played their first game today against Boston in uh, about about 70 minutes. So I'll be watching that as well. Yes, I do watch spring training baseball. Listen, not like I'm paying attention to it. It's on one of the TVs. All right. We're going to bet so, it pretty uh, soon there, George, once we, once we get a knack. Like, that's the thing. I've already gone on Twitter. I've seen a couple guys that I know who uh, follow the show and gamble are already, like, looking at picks today. I'm like, you got to be crazy. Like, no, there's no picks. Like, I know Minnesota and Baltimore, they get things started. Yankees in Boston. Boston's laying 120. Like, I don't know. Like, really? What, what do I do? Do I just blind my, blindfold myself? I am not betting preseason baseball. I'd say deeper into it, you might, you, you might get news on something. I'm not going to say it's not, not bettable, but these first games, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I'm actually, there will be some spots. I'll look. You know what I mean? If certain guys, you know, are playing or certain guys are out and, you know, the split squad games, you could take a look at the roster and go, wow, that team's a lot better. But right now, I just think you might as well flip a coin. But people bet it. Not doing it. No, I mean, listen. If, if I'm out, if I'm out with you and Gabe, and your your guys are out, maybe I'll put five dollars <laughs> on a couple of games just for the just for giggles here. But I don't know if there's any way I could tell you. Oh, this is definitely going to happen in this game. You don't really know with the uh, spring training baseball, but uh, uh, yeah, spring training baseball. I mean, it's 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 just for me. It's just nice to see baseball. Oh, baseball is being played. Yes, you know, exactly. the weather's going to get warmer. You know, hey, listen, the season starts in less than a month. I mean, when the uh, intro when the uh, what they're playing the A's, Mariners playing the A's in. Uh, Japan, well, on the 20th and 21st of March here, and then we have a week before the uh, everybody else gets started on the 28th. I know I have my first draft uh, on Wednesday. Uh, it's an industry league draft uh, for the other platform we used to be on. Uh, this one, this Wednesday, Wednesday coming up? This Wednesday, this Wednesday coming Wednesday, up? 27th. Wow, that's yep. too early, man. That's a little bit too early. I, I would agree, but you know, it wasn't my decision. No, you're, I, I agree no, with you. That's the thing. I don't like those early drafts, man. Like, that's why in football, I know we have a lot of controversies at the end, but you've seen what happened in these last games. Things happen. Guys get hurt, and that changes everything. You can't be in a situation where, wow, we drafted too early and something happened. It's different in baseball because you got prospects out there. The stars aren't going to be around, but that's still too early. That's still way too early. I agree because if you think about it, by Wednesday, we may not know where Bryce Harper's going to end up. Or Kai that's Kimbrough. another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, know, you, you talk to Blue. Yeah, I heard you with Blue talking. Yeah, that's another thing. You don't know what you don't you don't know where he's going. And the, these stories, George, I'm telling you, doing these updates are getting more and more annoying. Like report indicates they talked in Vegas, uh, no money. It's just it's basically the same damn story over and over and over again. Days later, I'm actually surprised the Machado deal got done. Like it's just it's it's nuts. Like and this is the thing about Harper. 
You know, he's talking and bitching about this. Like, like you got offered $300 million. There have been offers out there that have been good for him. You know what I mean? Now you just want to pick your spots. I don't feel sorry for this guy. You know what I mean? You want to go and, like, you're going to be making a big chunk of change. Why don't you just take a deal that was offered to you? It's not like teams haven't said, oh, you know, we're, we, we don't want Bryce Harper. It's like, no, he's he's holding out for more. He might not get more, George. You know, those some of those deals that they've reported look pretty lucrative to me. You know? Oh, agreed. You'll get no argument from me. I agree. Once again, he uh, we know Washington offered three hundred million at the start of free agency, you know. And I mean, granted, Washington knew damn well he was going to turn it down because they were hoping for more than that at that time in November. They were hoping for more than that, but they offered him that contract and he turned it down. So he got the offer and he wants more, you know. And you're right, he probably does want a certain place to play because it's still my belief he ends up in Philadelphia. But now there does seem to be has some hesitation that maybe he doesn't want to go there. Which, by the way, as I think Blewett pointed out perfectly this morning. Boy, you don't want that to get out to the Philadelphia fans that you're already having doubts. And this way, even if you sign there now, if you get up to a slow start, they will hang you. You know, that's what Philadelphia does. I mean, New York fans are very similar, but that's what they'll do. So that could be very rough on him. Uh, you know, I, I, always, I always believe now where he does sign with Philadelphia, that first press conference, he's got to do some damage control, which would be easy damage control. Oh, I love the city of Philadelphia. He's so happy to be here. We're going to have a great – you know, you just play it up like that, and the fans will probably forget. But uh, I guess not what you want to what not, not what you want to hear come out already that he's having some doubts about playing in Philadelphia because that's, it's just a city and fans fan base that doesn't necessarily forgive any of that. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I don't think like I look at Bryce Harper's personality and the way he is and stuff. I I can tell you one thing: if he goes there, they'll jump all over this guy. Hell, you guys know with Stanton, what you you strike out five times, you're already booed. It's the first damn damn game of the year with his at bats and look how look how good he was with the Yankees. It just seems like me Harper. Those fans will get in his craw, and uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I, I know all the reports say Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it went in a, went in a different direction. Yeah, it's it, it, he's an interesting guy. The problem is what direction? Yeah, but I don't. There's got to be another team. Team. There's got to be another team, George. It can't just be Philadelphia. Oh, Boris wants you to believe that. Yeah, I don't. But it's, reports, it's not the White Sox, right? Shit. No, the White Sox are out. I, I, I White Sox have that. said they're out. Nationals have said they're out. Where's he going? I mean, really, that's the problem. Is what's this other team? I keep looking through the baseball standings to find the other team. You know, who, who could be this mystery team? I, I do come back to Texas every now and then. You know, that maybe it could be that they are opening up a new stadium next year, and you know, maybe they want that, that you know that big thing. But I, I, we've heard nothing. We've heard nothing about them. Nothing about them. But, but once again, mystery team. No, angels, no, yeah, no. But that's the thing. Like this, angels seem to be no. They're, they're no. I, I, no I, it I, just, I, I just can't believe. I just can't believe, George, that all these stories. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I thought something would be done by now. Was he going to do hold out for Philadelphia? Take le- less money with Philadelphia? I don't think so. If everything breaks down, so he might just say, "Hey, Washington, remember me?" Like I have no idea what the hell's happening here. It, yes, Philadelphia obviously is the betting favorite right now, but there's no guarantees with this. It's just a very weird. Ongoing story. The guy's looking for very specific things, specific numbers that I just don't think are going to happen. <laughs> but it's not happening for you. You know, you're going to have to. Eventually, it's a lot of money. You're going to have to take something. Like, take I think deal. the most shocking thing, to, or one of the most surprising things to me, is that every team that I think of is mainly the National League. Philly, 
Washington, San Fran, San Diego. I think those yeah. are the favorites. Because uh, you look at other teams. Listen, Seattle, no. They're already playing. Texas, like I said, that's an outside shot. Chicago can't afford it. Cincinnati, no. Dodgers already said no. San Diego, like I said, if they want to add more payroll, maybe they really go for broke here, but I doubt it. San Fran just makes no sense. They're three years away. With or without Harvard, they're minimum three years away. And by then, his opt-out, his opt-out might uh, come in where he can just leave. Colorado, no. Arizona, no. Angels, Ah, very outside possibilities. White Sox have already said no. Cleveland, AKC, no. Milwaukee, no. no. Oakland, no. That's the entire great. Uh, the entire Cactus League is already done. Philadelphia, that's where I think he's going. Pittsburgh, no. St. Louis has already spent their money. Miami, yeah. hell no. Baltimore, hell no. Boston can't do it. Detroit can't do it. Minnesota's not spending that money. Yankees aren't doing it. Toronto, no. Atlanta, I thought at one point they might be a destination, but that that's what I was thinking too. From them, they could because. A lot of the money on there from their payroll last year was on the contracts they took on, like Kemp and guys like that. The uh, I can't remember the other uh, Bell, uh, not Bellinger, the uh, other pitcher, uh, whatever. But they took on like forty million dollars in contracts that were are off the books now. So they have money, but they, they don't seem to want to do it. Or, or Josh Donaldson was really their their man there. So there, no. Houston's a no. Washington, I do think you're right. I think they're a team that's if everything goes wrong, he goes back to them. Mets probably should do it. That would make them a really good team. They had Harper and Tampa Bay. That's enough. the thing. So really, that's actually a really the team? Great, great point with the Mets. Uh, with the Yankees, you would have think it would have happened, but they're not going to spend. You, you, you kind of like with Machado, they they were thinking about, well, I could go there for less money instead of the other deals. But with this guy, it's all about the money. So, no, it's going to be he will max out wherever he needs to max out. I think the Mets actually, it's a great call. You want to talk about a tight division team? Like, those teams are going to be killing each other. I think they're very balanced. We took a look at the futures, Mets, Phillies, Braves. Like, wow, that's real, real. Uh, you know, it's an interesting division. That would be a real splash. If the Mets, not the Yankees, the other New York team goes out and get gets this guy, that would be fantastic. But, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> We'll see. You're right, though, George. The, the Phillies are in the catbird seat right now. They're, they're, they're obviously the favorite. It's just weird that they haven't been able to hammer something out yet. And the story's been going on and on and on and on. It's like, really? Okay. Like, how long are we going to wait here? The funny thing is, I think that, uh, you know, Keiko and Kimbrell are sort of waiting for, uh, I know I know they don't play the same position, but they're sort of waiting for Harper to sign because I think in Philadelphia, once again, if they do lock down Harper, I think then they go after either Kimbrell or uh, Keiko to solidify either the rotation or the bullpen. You know, and we discussed it with Mike real quick. San Diego's not going to compete next season. Either they add Harper, they're not. Their pitching staff is atrocious. But they could start the rebuild real quick if they were to add right. Keuchel. Once again, he's not the pitcher he used to be, but he's certainly better than everybody they have. Oh, yeah. I mean, Who's I their best I, pitcher I their now? Lucchese? Lucchese? It, it, yeah, he's their number one. Erlin, yeah. you know, Logan, they, they have nobody there. Most yeah, Erlin's like a four, five. Yeah, a Padre starting good. pitcher. It's not good. Not good at all. So uh, San Diego has uh, – I'd love to see them do it, man. See, one team signed both guys, but I just don't know if they'll go that direction. I still think he ends up in Philadelphia. I'd be surprised. They said they were going to spend, uh, what, a crazy amount of money. Right now they haven't even spent a silly amount of money, so I'm waiting here. Weekend Fantasy Update, Cam and George. We'll be back.